Hello, everyone. I'm Robin McGraw, and welcome to my podcast, I've Got a Secret. Our topic today is the secret to planning the best party of the year. I really relate to this topic today because I love to plan amazing parties. You know, I, of course, I plan birthday parties, anniversary parties, business, whatever, all of those that, of course, you want to celebrate. But sometimes I just plan a party for no reason, and I think that's okay. I think those kind of parties are really the most fun. And, you know, it's like have a party, have some fun, family, friends, or a special occasion, whatever the reason. When you do have a party, you want to make sure you've covered every base. And my guest here today with me will tell you how to do that. So you're going to want to play this podcast over and over and over again because you're going to be taking a lot of notes, I'm certain. Kristen is the owner of Kristen Banta Events, a high-end event design and production company based out of Los Angeles. Kristen plans extravagant events for an impressive roster of brands and celebrities, ranging from premier parties, weddings, brand activations, and everything in between. She has been featured in numerous television shows for Food Network, Fox, Style Network, TNT, and Hallmark Channel. She even had her own special on Bravo titled The Wedding Planner. Her work is widely acclaimed, winning multiple design awards. So if anyone knows how to put a special touch on an event, it's Kristen. Kristen, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. And I also have Adam Corral. Adam works also with an amazing portfolio of upscale nightlife and restaurant venues, including A-lister spots like The Nice Guy, Delilah, Poppy, Blind Dragon, Shore Bar, and the list goes on and on. Adam, I'm going to let you tell us exactly what your title is and what your mission in life is right now. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. It's nice to meet you too, Kristen. Um, Yeah, you know, I am a partner at a company called the Hwood Group. We're located here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. My partners and I are pretty much born and raised L.A. locals. And, uh, you know, about 10 years ago, we came together and realized that we all had a passion for throwing parties and making sure everyone else had a better time than we did. And it just turned out to be, you know, a good partnership that led to some really good business and uh, some great ideas, some venues that were very memorable Mm -hmm. still to this day. So uh, is it true that we could call you Mr. Nightlife? I, you know, I mean, I've heard funnier terms like king of clubs and things like that, but I don't like those. Um, you can, yeah, whatever you want. I'm, a, I'm in your house tonight. Oh, so. <laughs> because I've actually been told that both of you, at the end of any event that you're in charge of, um, everyone does walk away and say, I don't think that could have been more fun. I don't think that could have been a better evening in my life, all because of how you put your touches and how you do your jobs. It's really your job. So that's what I want to talk about today, just to give us some pointers, and we'll start with the basics, and then we're going to, of course, expand from there. But let's just talk about first just planning an event. When you sit down and you think, okay, I'm going to give a party, what do you think is the best way to start planning something that you want to do to have fun with your friends? Kristen, what do you think is the most important place to start? Well, I I think the first thing is to really think about intention. What is the experience that you want to share with your guest? 
from there, it becomes so much deeper in terms of what you're presenting and what you're cultivating and what that experience will ultimately be for the guest, as opposed to just something that that has less soul, like determining your next steps based on a very specific theme. Themes are fine, but I think we can do deeper than just a theme. And that's oh. that's really about thinking about that guest experience and 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 how you wish to host. Oh, that's very interesting because I myself love to give parties and I love to plan events. It doesn't matter if it's a family party in the home, celebrating a birthday, or just celebrating family. And I actually would have said theme. So I'm glad to hear you as a professional say that because I do start with planning a theme. I love hearing that. Thank you. Thank you for telling us that. Well, I think sometimes you can literally do an entire event based upon an amazing photo that you discover that yeah. is inspiring you at that moment. Oh. So, you know, maybe maybe it's some really cool photo of attendees that are, you know, maybe in a period. Maybe it's maybe you're reflecting back on, you know, a, a photo from the 60s or maybe something mm -hmm. from Studio 54. But I would rather focus on something that is a touch more obtuse and less obvious uh -huh. than just saying, let's have a disco party or let's have a Studio 54 party, because uh -huh. then you get more depth to the spectacle. And then it's more interesting. And that's what leaves your guests thinking, that was super different. That was a new experience. And Adam, you're shaking your head. Yeah. How, how is it that you agree <laughs> with her? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I feel like Kristen's kind of hitting it on the head, you know, separating the difference between starting with a theme versus starting with an intention mm -hmm. is really what you're going for. And you want to set an experience for your guests or, or for your client, more importantly, sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if if that theme is too themey, uh -huh. then you kind of maybe have some people coming in saying, oh, I'm kind of at Disneyland type of vibe. And that's yeah. not necessarily, I think, an experience that people want when they're going out for a night and, you know, they're celebrating something or they're for a good cause. They want more of that. They want more depth and they want to actually feel like the creators, you know, who I guess that's us, yeah. <laughs> um, are, have really thought through the process of the night and not just said, oh, you know, the 60s were cool. Like, let's put flowers and everywhere and give people, you know, other things that were, you know. That's so true. <laughs> and as you are speaking, I'm thinking about some of my themed parties I've given at home. And what just came over me, my thought was, if you do that and you go too far with it, they seem a bit trapped, I bet. It's like they're trapped. They have to go along with that theme. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it gets down to colors. How often do we hear, uh, you know, I think clients that will come to us and say, okay, you know, here's my color palette. And, you know, certainly I don't want to stifle anyone's inspiration or what they're feeling. But what I try to do is to have, have our clients pull back from that and get away from colors. And let's think about the space. Let's think about how we want to feel. Let's think about, you know, sort of what what is the purpose of, of this, this party or celebration? And let's not assign colors so much because I think what happens often when we do that, same with theme, is that we end up uh, oversimplifying it and almost dumbing it down a little bit. And I think that, you know, with the knowledge that today's Today's consumers want so much to connect mm -hmm. that as a result, we're not getting that output from our events, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yes, it does. Do you feel the same way no matter where the party is being held? Home, giant venue, small venue, does it vary at all depending on where the event is being held? 
You know, I mean, I like to design based upon creating an, an, an alignment with the space that's been selected. Mm -hmm. And I think as a result of that, we'll usually take that approach of, you know, let, let's later, let's talk about your colors. Later, let's talk about your decor. First, let's figure out what is your intention? Where are we hosting it? And it's kind of the idea of if you're, you're building a house, you know, first we're going to build the house and then we're going to figure out what does the flooring look like? How we, what are we going to paint the walls with? What mm -hmm. are the finishes? And then we'll figure out how we're going to populate it, what furnishings will go where. And only after that will we determine what goes on the coffee table. Will it be florals? Will it be books? Will it be a collection of, you know, your favorite collection of brass horses? I, whatever that is, you know, but let's then figure that out. And let's first let intention drive venue selection or location. Mm -hmm. And then let's let location then we we picked it for a reason and let that be our guiding force. Okay. So Adam, when you are in charge of turning the event space, the club, into a private event, do you think less is more? Yeah. I mean, you know, whether we're hosting at one of our restaurants or clubs or doing it off-site somewhere, I think it's, you know, like Kristen's saying, it's really about the intention that's being set by the person that's throwing the party. Uh, we've had all sorts of people from top to bottom. They wanted nothing but you know, black with candlelight and white flowers. And that was all they wanted. And mm -hmm. then we've had some of the craziest things uh, with, you know, big names and high, high intensity fashion all going on at the same time. And we've even had a llama, I think, inside of one of our places oh. a few years back. <gasps> indoors. Which, uh, indoors, which was quite the scene. And I think we got a lot of, uh, a lot of press for that actually at the time. But, but yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. I mean, we've, we've done everything. I mean, I personally, yeah. If it was my party, would be more of the understated mood and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of make it more casual and just really have good music, good lighting, good food to mm -hmm. me is what makes a party. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, everyone's different. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a matter of using your creative juices and just going with the flow and seeing what things work and what things that might be over the top yeah. actually seem over the top when they're done. So. You're the one that started llamas trending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Llamas is us. You can, you can, uh, you well, can I, trace it back to Bootsies. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if I can maybe top this because I don't think this tops it. But uh, and I actually did not do it. The parties were both held at our home, but my son and daughter-in-law did both of these two animals. One was at their home. Jay and Erica did a giraffe for our grandson's birthday and did an elephant at our home for our granddaughter's birthday. That's crazy and so much fun. It's impressive. They did tell us ahead of time, all of the children, adults, everyone needs to go inside and let the giraffe have its space before it sees anyone because it would get very nervous. And so we're all inside and we're looking out the window and you see the giraffe walk by the windows of the home and it was so tall, we didn't see any of the top of the neck or the head of the giraffe. It was that tall. And then the elephant that came to our home, I believe her name was Lucy. So sweet. She had the little blanket on, jeweled and everything. And she stayed in the front of the house, the circle drive. But it's fun having animals at parties. And that's really cool. Very. I love that the giraffe had to take a moment. It had to take <laughs> the a moment. The giraffe is going to have a moment. Yeah. So we're all gathered in the house and all these <laughs> little children are like, I want to go out. I want to go. That's but it was worth it. It's worth the wait. I bet they were thrilled. They were. Before we go on and talk another second about a party, this party we're having, I think, calls for our drink of the day. Yes. 
we're going to have those brought out, and I'll tell all of our listeners that, and I think they know this by now because we do have a drink of the day, and I give it a lot of thought, and I hope that you enjoy this, but I picked a Cosmopolitan. I seldom have these, but I thought, I don't know, it's, it's a beautiful drink, and so I felt like this is perfect for today's topic. It includes fresh lime juice, cranberry juice, Cointreau, and vodka citron, shaken together and poured into these beautiful martini glasses. Very pretty. Is that nothing, pretty? Nothing like giraffes to get you uh, in the mood for <laughs> I a drink. I know. It's like, oh, stampede. But that was one thing they kept warning us about. But um, So I'm going to tell you something surprising. I've actually never had a Cosmo before. <gasps> no, fact. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've had very few, but... Um, I don't know, the whole podcast area here is very colorful today. And I thought, oh, and I didn't really plan my red dress around this drink, but it's a nice color pop. It's a I nice. like it. Yes. So I have to give Adam some credit here. He's surrounded in pink. This entire podcast room is pink. It's very pink. Hot pink, light pink, every color of pink. We're both wearing red and pink, Kristen and I. We both have flowers in our hair. Adam was willing to hold his I have white. A flower in my hand. <laughs> oh, good. He picked it up. He's holding it. And now he's got a red cosmopolitan and a pink glass of water. So, Adam, thank you. I am very festive. This is actually more color than I'm used to wearing. I'm really? pretty much a black and white only kind of guy. But Okay, so he's well, got on black jeans. Perfect dose of manliness yes. to yes. the environment. Yes, he has brought a lot of manpower to our party today, and we really appreciate it. So... Let's just taste our little drink. Cheers to everyone, and thank you for being here. Cheers. Thank you Cheers for having me. Yeah. So nice and to meet you. I hope you, you enjoy thank it. You. Ooh, delicious. Delicious. Ooh, it's kind of sour. And My I mom will be like it. It's her favorite drink. Is it? Yeah. <gasps> really? Cosmopolitan. Oh, well, cheers to that. Yeah. Cheers to your mom. I want y'all to take a look at the glasses. This is one thing I like to do when we travel. I always shop for books, and I shop for fun Glasses, bar glasses sometimes, kitchen, whatever. This one says Bar Hemingway, Ritz, Paris. And there's a bar inside the Ritz in Paris, and it's called Bar Hemingway. I purchased these glasses there as a memento. And I know all of our listeners know that Philip doesn't even drink. He has just chosen not to. His father was an alcoholic growing up, as was my father. And it's a decision he made very young and so it's kind of funny that I collect bar glasses and such, but I just love crystal and I love the looks of these. And so I'm excited that we're using these today. It takes me back to that fun time we had in Paris. I love those mementos. I do too. I do too. I, I love bringing home special things from travels. So cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. I mean, this is actually really cool. I mean, this is definitely a bar that I've studied and uh, we've used a bunch of... Um, bunch of design elements at these at this bar for some of our places. So. Oh, that's wonderful. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's a cozy bar. And they had many different Pretty. sizes of the glasses there. The beautiful. You would know all of the glasses and what they're called and what drinks you put in them because, like I said, Philip doesn't drink and I never drink anything but maybe a glass of wine for a, a nice meal. And then once in a while, if I go out with the girls, then I'll order tequila or something like that. But these are special. I've I will order one of these sometimes when we're traveling and on business with the girls or something because I just think they're so festive. What's your go-to? What do you what do you usually order if it weren't wine? A tequila martini. Usually mm. it's just tequila shaken with ice and mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. What's your go-to? Where do you go? Oh, man. Uh, I'd have to say my favorite drink is a Negroni. Oh, nice. If I'm, if I'm being 
festive, you know, Negroni is what I would go for. But typically, yeah, just like a whiskey on the rocks. Mm -hmm. Japanese whiskey mm. to me has the best flavor. Uh, no hangovers, things like that. Totally. So, yeah, I find myself drinking that a good amount if it's not wine also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love wine with a meal. I love food. There's a reason that I do this job because food mm -hmm. and cocktails are my favorite things in life. I feel like that opportunity to to taste things and to share things and to experience things via that arena is, mm -hmm. is the most exciting. It's the things when you smell something, you immediately can trace back where you were and when you first smell that. And, and it's super transportive. But I feel like that's one of the greatest gifts that we have is sharing different flavors and, oh. and trying things. I love it. I, I love to make cocktails for people and oh. experiment with that. I love that. And I think you're right. When you travel and you try something new or have your favorite dish, you do remember where you were when you had your favorite dish of that particular food or a cocktail. So I think you're right. That really does give you that warm feeling, not only of memories of having it somewhere else, where, somewhere special, but even creating memories at home and with friends. So I think, I think food, I think drink is just a, it's a must, of course, when you're having mm -hmm. a party. We often interview our clients uh, about all sorts of different things. I mean, strange things from, you know, basic, what, what do they love? What's their favorite type of architecture? All of those basic things. But I also love to drill down and to find out what's your favorite food memory? What are your, beyond uh -huh. just what are your favorite uh -huh. foods, what is your favorite food memory and why? What, where were you? How did it make you feel? I think that when we can drill down to some of those things that really inspire the the very nature of some of the things that excite people, whether it's, you know, whether it's that or whether it's their private jokes or, mm -hmm. you know, things that they're known for. What what would people, if they could say one word about you in terms of um, an expression that you say that you're known for, what would uh -huh. that be? Those things, I think, start creating the fabric oh. of how we host. And it all gets down to the feeling, right? Yes. Those are all very good pointers to remember when you're working with someone and you're wanting to create the event, the party, the atmosphere, how do people know you? What do they think when they hear your name? Mm -hmm. And so, of course, that's what they love about you. And they would feel more comfortable if that theme was present in the party. Sure. And when you work with someone who wants to throw a surprise party, how do y'all feel about Helping surprise someone party. throw someone else a surprise party. Yes or no? Mm. You like that or don't like it? I mean, surprise parties are my favorite, personally. Really? Oh, yeah, good. I mean, no one wants God. to get surprised. No. It's the worst feeling in the world. Be like, everyone's been talking about me behind my back for the last <laughs> True. week or two. You know? True. But yeah, there's nothing. Honestly, we do this for, we've been doing this for years, I'm sure, yeah. for you yeah. as well. Like, it's. it's nice to see someone who's truly, truly surprised that people have been caring and thinking about them. That just gave me chills. You know, I love it, that feeling. It, it, me too. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we throw parties every night and we're out and people are having a good time. But like those are manufactured. You know, those are like, hey, you, what are you doing tonight? Like, let's make sure all of our plans align. When someone's like walking into a room and they have no idea that their loved ones and family or whoever it is or a giraffe is in the room, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's cool to see like the human reaction um, when you're not expecting something given yeah. to you, you so know. is that a question you ask your client now does this person that you obviously love how do they feel about surprises it's funny that's what i was actually reflecting yeah. on when you asked the question <laughs> thinking there is something that's so joyful about seeing kind of a community show up to celebrate somebody and and be be in on the uh -huh. you know the, the privacy and the the you know sort of secrecy of creating that experience but you bring up a great point which is 
that is the individual being celebrated, how are they going to feel about mm-hmm. that? Because it is funny. Some people have a real sort of adverse reaction to uh-huh. that. And that's uh-huh. always the fear is, is, you know, will it be, will it be well received exactly. on the honoree? Because I have to be honest with you, my husband hates surprises. And I know that, yet I still throw surprise parties for him <laughs> or will do a surprise for him. Well, that's because you love him. I love him. Yeah. And and I love <laughs> surprise parties. So when I have done some things for Philip to surprise him, it's been so hard for me to not tell him. And I'm thinking about this one party I threw for him for his 60th birthday party. And Shania Twain, man, I feel like a woman. Mm-hmm. I thought, I'm going to do that video for him. And... It was just hilarious. So we recreated that music video, but we rewrote the words. And uh, it took two nights. I had to lie to him and tell him I was going to a spa. (laughs) I really spent the night with my son and daughter-in-law. Whatever, long story, but it came out so cute. And he was shocked. And it took him a long time to get over it. I actually think he's still shocked. I think he's still like, he watches it and thinks, wow, I don't know how you got away with that. I don't know when you, because those are his questions. When did you do that? How'd you get that done without me knowing? You know, because all of the men were his tennis buddies and he plays every day and he couldn't play that day. Well, I mean, he has a lot more on his list of tennis friends, but for some reason, like no one could play tennis that day, but he (laughs) never questioned really why. But uh, us men are pretty clueless to, for the most part. So. <laughs> you already there's a lot you, you can sneak by us, <laughs> <laughs> and we all know that too. No, <laughs> I can attest to that because to this day he's like, "Wow, I don't know how you pulled that off." That's so great. Very good for surprised. you. Very surprised. And, and good, it, it good for the fellas, too. Huh? Yeah, we, they did great. And didn't they have such willing spirits? They went over and had fittings for those outfits. That but was, I have to tell you, yeah. I don't think I've seen anyone happier than those men I knowing they it. were going to get to be a part of that celebration and that surprise for their best friend. Well, that's the thing. It gets back to what you were talking about and exactly what you had pointed out about, you know, having your community kind of rally for someone. That is what puts a surprise party into a different category and one that's really special. Raw today. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. So I I really am curious if when you sit down with a client and everything they tell you they want, you disagree with. Has that ever happened? What, like every time? Every time. (laughs) No, it's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) But how do you handle that? I mean, I know you have, you go with the client, you want them happy, but do they listen to your suggestions and change their mind? Or do you pretty much always have to go with everything they say? I mean, I think there's a bit of professional responsibility sometimes that comes into play with that. I mean, 
yeah, I mean, a lot of times you're forced to kind of say, let me think about that. Let's see if we can do something like that for you that doesn't break the bank or, yeah. or you know, let's see if there's a way that we can achieve what you're looking for. You know, you come back with a few options, you know, mm-hmm. A, yeah. B, and C, most expensive, middle range, kind of like how you shop for bacon, you know, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. the one right in the middle is pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. You know, like, at least I for like me. the bacon metaphor. It's yeah. solid. <laughs> it's true. I yeah. totally related to that. Bacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, well said. And, and of course, yes, I mean, saying budget is like saying Voldemort. But but we do have to think about all those things. And I think that each client and how we um, interact with them is is going to be different. One of the things that I found to be tricky throughout the, I mean, I've owned this business for 16 years and, you know, as much as I come at this job as a designer and a producer, it's also so much about learning how to read people and to determine, you know, what do they need to hear to feel comfortable? So often, even if they're coming to us because they trust us and they feel like this is, this is um, you know, they're, they're, they celebrate the opportunity to work with us, which is always wonderful. Still, everyone has their own ideas and it's an, it's, it often is a pretty heavy investment and it's, um, there's a lot riding on it. So I completely understand that there needs to be, we need to listen and we need to allow them to have a voice. But I mean, to your point, we also need to weigh in where, you know, sometimes they don't know what they don't know. And sometimes mm-hmm. they don't know what's possible. Mm-hmm. And our job is to present that because it may be that they brought this to the table. It's like, great, let's let's skim this for what's there. This is all wonderful. Um, so let's let's take this and then let's just build on it. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's there's so much more that's possible. And I think it also sometimes needs to be how they how they process information. It might be, um, I, I love this mm-hmm. and, and this is a wonderful idea and we're not actually going to do this at all, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. we're going to do this other thing. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's our job to really have their best interest in mind and to look at what the overall objective is and make sure that that happens. And sometimes it means that we do have to deviate a little bit from what that vision is or how they see it. Because we obviously we have to believe we're we're mm-hmm. doing this with with the knowledge to make it exceptional and to go beyond their expectations are, and that's sometimes how we get there. Because there's a reason they came to you. Sure, I mean they walk in the door, they're admitting, you know, I can't do this alone. I want to make sure I do the right thing and the best thing. And I would think that they'd walk in with this open mind and, a, a, like I just said, willing spirit to allow you to tell them what's the best way to spend my money, what's the best way to get the results I want, that sort of thing. I want to ask you both, have you ever had an event and thought it was just perfect and the client wasn't happy? I, I mean, there's there's versions of that, or maybe it's a slice of an event mm-hmm. where, you know, we or thought... part of the night where they freaked out for a moment. Right, or, right, yeah, right, yeah. Like that, yeah. So that's just normal. That's just, yeah. I think that's just all human beings have their moments. So the opposite then, have you ever done your job and you weren't quite as pleased at how it went, but had the thrill, the happiness that they were over the moon. Does that happen quite often? Are y'all hard on yourself? That's probably more of the norm than the Mm -hmm. other one. Yeah. You know, I think every night that we work, you know, it's, it's, you've learned something that you could have done better Mm -hmm. that you're going to use for the next event. Or, you know, if it's a repeating client, you want to use say, Hey, you know, last year's birthday, I noticed a couple of things that we could do better than this year. And she's like, no, I didn't, I didn't notice that it was amazing. No, oh, then this God. year will be even better, you oh, know? Yes. So it, it, I don't want to speak for you, but I think maybe it makes us look better mm-hmm. in the long run that we're not always, 
you know, overly thrilled with every successful night. I mean, that's true. how we grow and that's how we get better. That's so um, true. So that's so yeah. true. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, I I feel like every event that I do, there's there's that we we wrap it and it's you know the the morning or the middle of the night or whatever and and I I start circling through everything. You know, mm-hmm. could we have done better? Is there anything I? Mm-hmm. I can't. I run through the entire thing. Should I have pushed harder on having this element? It wasn't there. Did we miss it? Uh, or was that just me? It's mm-hmm. it's interesting, but it's a whole sort of chapter for me that I go through after each mm-hmm. and every event in terms of, of analyzing it. But I, I totally agree with that. So um, weddings, when you do a wedding, I'm, I'm dying to know, have you ever done the entire wedding and one of them didn't show? Hmm. Um, no. Yay. I haven't had that experience. I, um, I, gosh, I would dread to have that experience. I know. And most of the time, we're very thoughtful about the wedding clients that we take on because they're, it's a very different workflow than uh-huh. the corporate events and the mm-hmm. social events that we do. It's, it's an entirely different animal. Right. And I feel as though leading up to it, sometimes it can be very tenuous in terms of the, the relationships and the emotional pressures. And you've got two families coming together. It's a unique animal, the mm. weddings. I'm but I think. haven't fortunately had that. I have had a few that canceled the last minute. Oh. Uh, and that's always unfortunate. Yeah. I'm in the middle of planning a wedding for myself. Oh, actually. Really? Yeah. Congratulations. Really. Thank you. That's cool. Congratulations. How far out is it? We're getting married in May. First week of May. Congratulations. Yeah. So I think that's uh, seven months now. Yeah, plenty of left. time to plan the perfect wedding. I'm hoping <gasps> so. Are you helping? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, not in a work sense. Like, we're not producing the event or anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my fiancé has great taste. And Aww. I'm kind of giving her all the rights. And she Aww. gets to do whatever she wants. She's been thoughtful enough to kind of bring everything to me for you know, oh. final say, I guess, or that's wonderful. whatever kind of opinion she wants from mine. So. And you're awesome. always saying yes, dear. Pretty much, yeah. I love yeah. that. It's key to success. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I can't wait to hear all about it. I yeah. It's going to be beautiful. So do yeah, you ever host weddings? In the- yeah, I think the same thing. It's, you know, we're not necessarily wedding planners. Um, we've done a couple of weddings at our venues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they've been really beautiful. They've turned out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the part that we play more in weddings is being the place where people might meet each other for the first time, uh-huh. um, which is amazing. Yeah, that, that does happen a lot, doesn't it? It weddings? does. I've done more wedding showers and wedding after parties uh-huh. at our venues than I ever imagined. And it's all from people who, you know, met there. <gasps> wow. Oh, so we had our first like kiss that. or we were introduced. Da, 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 and, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty special. It's yeah. funny how many times I meet friends and new friends that met at weddings. Oh, well, yeah. Love is in the air. So, yes. You know. Yes. And yes, that's, so that's so true. Exactly. It's a combo. It's a magic combo. This is really yeah. good, by the way. I don't know who made these it in the back, good, but they're good. It is good, Yeah, they did a good job. It's super tasty. Now I may, I may be a, I a Cosmo person, as it turns out. I agree. I really love that. Okay, so let's talk about some beautiful things. Like, tell me some tips or some ideas that that you've done yourself or your team has done that our listeners can apply to an event maybe they're planning or putting on themselves, even at home. And the reason I'm asking that, I want to share a personal thing that I do when I have dinner parties at home. My favorite thing to do is, I know we talked about this earlier, but I love to have a theme when I do the table setting. Yeah. Not necessarily the the whole evening is this theme, just my table. And then I just love, that's my favorite part of preparing for a dinner party. Yeah, that's is, really cute. Is the table. 
so and I, I'll do one night I hosted a wine tasting for a, a lot of our friends. And I had these vintage poetry books, very old. And I started there. So I had those down the center and I brought up vintage decanters and some beautiful wine goblets that were carved from silver and that kind of thing, very old. And so I like to do a theme on the table. What do you think about that? I, I mean, I I think theme on a table is, is always wonderful. It's, um, I think tabletop is a really wonderful place in any event where your guests are committing there for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that anytime we can involve interactivity and textures Mm -hmm. and the unexpected, I I think the best advice I can give, you know, any, anyone that's, that is planning or designing for themselves is to be willing to take risks and to, you know, to bring in different unexpected elements. You know, one of the, one of our favorite uh, wedding tablescapes that we did was for a client who the groom loved uh, Batman, uh-huh. and she she loved you know damask and chandeliers, and so you know we had to kind of push away from which damask and chandeliers could get a little cliche. So we didn't want to you know get we wanted to be careful with that, and at the same time Batman could go <laughs> that could go a little cheap. Yep. And so, but we didn't want to shy away from that either because that totally was him, and he mm-hmm. was really into mm-hmm. it. So we kind of took a different treatment and and did more of a you know kind of what if we were to take this into more of a Bruce Wayne, less Batman, yes. more Bruce Wayne, and you know brought in the damask, but did it in in you know just a blind pattern on you know sort of a charcoal, so it wasn't everything they were seeing, but it felt like something that you could touch. And then mm-hmm. we had cloches on the tables that you know had little tags on them that said you know explore your inner dark night, and guests could could discover what was under each of these cloches. And so by the end of the night, oh. you know, people wearing bat masks and oh, it changed that. the whole dynamic. So, I mean, in the spirit of, of theme and tabletop, it is really important because many times they're spending a couple hours there. Yes. It's a time to bond. You're looking for ways to not everyone knows each other. That's right. How can we get them talking? How can we have something that's a little polarizing yeah. or that takes risks? Too. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, that bonds people together, you I, know, I and that's, that's the cornerstone, I think, of, of any great event is when people leave with new friends and new connections. Yes. Because I uh, I do plan when I have a dinner party that it's something we're going to be sitting there for hours. It's not it's not like, okay, let's sit down and eat, and then we'll get up and go and do something else. But uh, I, I do try to plan the whole evening around that meal, and that time of the evening is going to be spent more in the dining room at the table. So mm-hmm. I like to make it an event and I hadn't really thought of a way to play a game or something, but I think that would be fun. Sometimes it's it just about discovery, to, uh-huh. just little uh-huh. things that they can discover that mm-hmm. will make them say, hey, did you, did you have this at yours? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Like, but my charger has this on it. Do you, you know, yes, just whatever yes, it is, but, yes. um, but just things that will allow people to, you know, yes. lean over to the other person, uh-huh. even if they don't know them. Uh-huh. I agree. I love that. So, if you were going to have a dinner party at your own home and it was all with your friends, what's the first thing that you would plan to make sure your guests, because they're your friends, are going to show up knowing that they're going to receive or they're going to enjoy? And a welcome cocktail is always the move. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's when a theme or an era is really important. Mm-hmm. You know, I know me, my favorite would be an Italian dinner, dinner yeah. party type of thing. And you know, Italy is such a great way to go because it's such a big country with so many different yes. cuisines that you can really go from north to south to the islands, the, totally. everything. And it's 
completely different. And, you know, there's different cocktails and different mm-hmm. pizzas, mm-hmm. you know, That's from north so to true. south as well. So it's, uh, Love that. it's actually a really fun thing to do for me is, yeah. you know, make sure that opening cocktail is really transformative and like, okay, like if I actually close my eyes, I might actually yes. be in Capri right now yes. or, or whatever it is. Yes. And, you know, even if it's simple as a... The lemon tree you know. restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. One thing I do when I have a dinner party or a party like that, uh, I always like to have a shot of tequila served when they walk in the front door. It's like, yeah. it starts the party. 100%. I like that. Un- unless they don't drink or don't want it, I don't like make them take it. But I always like to have just a shot of just something fun. Uh, one time a friend of mine gave me this recipe and I, I love to do it. You, you core a pineapple and you put it in an airtight container and you pour a bottle of the flavored Grey Goose and it comes in flavors. Yeah. Lemon and orange and salt. Pour two bottles of the flavored over that pineapple and you seal it and you let it set for two days. It's a good pineapple. Two or three days, yes. And then you take it out and you put it in a blender and you blend all of that together. And then you can put it in the freezer, get it really chilled, and pour <coughs> that in the little shot glasses and serve that at the door. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves it. Sounds really cool too, yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. I like, I like a it. granita, yeah. And that every time I serve that one, they all come back and say, could I have another one of those? <laughs> but what Success. they don't realize is it's like all alcohol, so. Yeah. Well, that's funny. You're giving them something something to talk about. And I mm-hmm. think that I'm a huge proponent of, of an initial offering from the moment they walk through the threshold of your event. You know, Yeah, I especially alcohol because it just, you know, Absolutely. lowers your guard a little bit and gets people more willing mm-hmm. to talk and mm-hmm. meet each other and, mm-hmm. you know. I know it's important to find a great chef, but yeah. how hard is it to find one? I think it matters um, more about what what is being served and, and, again, what is the intention behind the, you know, the whole program that is being offered from the culinary perspective. And then trying to figure out, are we looking for interactivity? Because that's a certain chef. Uh, are we looking for just, you know, the pristine nature to the food that's being served? Is it hors d'oeuvres? Is that the focus? Or is this a seated dinner service? Each one is going to create a need for a specialist and and everyone is going to have a different area in which they um, are more appropriate based upon what what that criteria is. Well, let's stick more to our personal events. Mm -hmm. How do y'all feel about having a party, an event in your home, and doing the cooking with your guest? Or do you really feel strongly about the food should be prepared when they get there or should be being prepared? I mean, this is just like a personal at my house, mm-hmm. friends only kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think you don't want to have any of the food prepared. You know, I like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a chef by trade, so uh-huh. I'll do the prep, you know, so there's not as many knives hanging around when right. people do show up, but everything's prepped and chopped and, you know, the sauces are in little jars and things like that ready to yeah. go so that when people do come over, they get their drink, they say hello, you know, haven't seen each other in a while, sharing like what's going on with their week, things like uh-huh. that. You know, and yeah, if it's like a pizza party, it's yeah. perfect. I mean, I've done one party um, at our house that was a grilled cheese party. Oh, I love that. And it was kind of a competition. So it was like everyone came That's up fun. with their own grilled cheese. And, you know, mine being who I am, I like, I'm like a chicken tenders kind of guy. So, yeah. like, you know, like Ooh. ours was just like literally... Craft American singles with butter and just, you know, nice. good old you know, Wonder Bread. Yes. You know, so that was from there all the way to like a, I mean, French onion soup, grilled yes. cheese sandwich that one of my yes. friends did. And it was cool. I and mean, everyone was kind of helping each other. Like, oh, what's that? Like, let me taste your sauce or let me taste this. And 
I love that, that. That kind of thing is, you know, if you're talking about just a personal yes. at home type of thing, it's got to be a hundred percent interactive yes. and, and social. I love that. But yeah, I mean, for a client, I think in my personal opinion, a chef and a team doing all the work semi behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you know, unless there's like a, you know, like a pizza or live fire mm-hmm. type action, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, I think if for a client, you definitely want to have a chef doing all the work, but for friends at the house, yeah, I mean, half, the, half the fun is interacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that too. Yeah, what's I totally fa- agree with that. What's your favorite thing to do with your friends at home as far as the party goes? Do you like to start it once they get there, pizza party, whatever it is? I really love everyone just pitching in and we hang out and prepare the mail once they're there. I like that. You know, I, I think that it kind of depends upon the crowd. How, how, when was the last time that they have seen each other? Um, if we see each other all the time, then maybe that's cause for doing something where we're all kind of making our own pizzas, whatever. But if it's really something where people want to focus and maybe we haven't seen each other in a long time, I think that sometimes that's enough and we don't want or need the distraction of something that's interactive. It, it's it's really, I think, best decided based upon who is being hosted. Mm-hmm. But I think that always having something interactive, is it's, it's never bad. You know, maybe it's that... Um, I, I mean, I'm always a proponent of bring nothing but yourselves. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I would much rather that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can just show up and then I can kind of create that experience, even if it's really casual and it's just mm-hmm. little things that they can nibble on throughout the night. But even so, I don't want anyone to feel obliged to mm-hmm. bring anything. But mm-hmm. I do think that it's always fun when there's at least something to kind of get them bonding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it's that there's a cocktail of the evening, but, you know, they can figure out what type of infusion they want with this, you know, sort of this array of beautiful garnishes. There's, you know, there's always a little something where it can get that conversation going, even if maybe the entire dinner isn't of the same uh, sort of interactivity. How do y'all feel personally about going to a party at someone's home or an event and you arrive and the host separates you from your significant other, your partner, your your date. Oh my goodness, it's never happened to me. I, I would think that was Wait. really awkward. Does that happen to you? Maybe. Is this a thing? Yeah, that might have happened. I don't like that. Oh, you know, yeah, unanimous. There's a reason why that I'm with that person because I like spending time with them. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Know, you. And they understand when I'm uncomfortable or when I'm not in a good mood and they can pick me up or they can protect yeah. me and, thank you. and vice versa. Hold hands but, under the table, pinch yeah, leg, you know, whatever. Squeeze, you know, <laughs> yeah. t- toe tap. Yes. Philip and I cannot be together <laughs> without really touching each other. Like we, we just, we just do. Like, not the whole time, but sure. if we're going to sit together at a table for the evening and have dinner and chat with friends, we came together. We want to be together, but uh, I don't like it at all. It's like, wait a minute. We like each other. So we, we really want to be together this evening. So, but I'm so glad you haven't had to experience that because it happens quite a bit for us. That's interesting. I, I find that quite quite odd because at the end of the day, we're we're looking to make sure that anyone that we're hosting feels the most comfortable, that they feel the most taken care of, that all of their creature comforts are addressed. And, and you know, from having enough food, having a cocktail in their hand, not being too cold, having a place to sit, uh, being with the person that they came with is as much as they want to be. And then it can be up to them as, as far as whether they want to circulate and talk. I just, I think it's somewhat presumptuous to separate. I mean, any more than I feel like sometimes 
you know, when when we have seen different wedding events where, you know, somebody's like, okay, well, for the guys, the game's on and there's whiskey and cigars uh-huh. over there and mm-hmm. the ladies have a masseuse and, and this where I think, well, I wouldn't mind actually, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't no, mind having whiskey over here. Like, why yeah. does it have to be, why is that can a guy? I, can I get the massage? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I wouldn't mind a massage. Yeah, but I it's, love it's, that. It's presumptuous. I mean, I we don't, agree. we all lean towards different things and gravitate towards different needs. I and that's sports. taking I want to watch one the away. Game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, you were talking about grilled cheese earlier. Do we talk about grilled cheese a lot, actually. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing to talk about. Did you surprised. see that movie? And I think it was called The Chef. Yeah, Chef. Wasn't that a great movie? And when Amazing. he made that grilled cheese sandwich for his son, boom, mm-hmm. we paused. <laughs> we went to the kitchen and made a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> just like that. And my grandchildren love pops. They love to make their grilled cheese sandwiches. And he always cuts them either into stars or hearts. That's He'll sit there car. Uh, yeah. And so they'll say, do you want to tell me what you want it to look like or do you want to be surprised? Oh, surprise me. But hmm. if he doesn't ask them, it's so funny. Mm, Grandma, he didn't ask me how I want my sandwich to look. Oh, okay. Do you want to tell him? No, no, I'll be surprised. <laughs> Their so little minds are so cute. cute but we love grilled cheese sandwiches and, and that kind of thing. And so it wasn't recently. It was probably, it was well over a year ago. It was at the end of season 16. We just started 18. So that's how I remember Philip had an accident at the house filming something, and uh, it was very, it was very serious. And he ended up in the hospital for eight days with six broken ribs. And so, when he was healed and had gone through it all, he said, "I'd like to host a party for all the doctors and nurses, anyone involved in helping me get back on my feet." I said, "Okay." So he created his his list, and we sent out a an invitation, whatever, for them to come and just for him to say thank you and. They loved it. They said, no one's ever done this for us. And they loved being able to party with their fellow doctors and and such because they said, we worked together on your team. We were a team for you, but we don't work together and visit a lot. So they loved it. And of course, I had to do a bunch of props and I made a cardboard cutout, you know, like they do a victim. And I laid it over (laughs) in the bushes where he ended up and I had the crime scene tape and but you know, it's funny. It was hilarious. But I brought in the mac and cheese truck. Truck, yeah. They have one here in town. They have a lot, but one there's one that's really great. And I brought that in in our circle drive for serving. And they had and they did the whole menu all around Phillips injuries and that's so really cute. cute. It was so cute. But the, they all just I guess loved you could do like elbow macaroni, right? They did. Before had the cutest photos. I've been in a lot of injuries in my life. <laughs> The photo booth guy was there and he brought crutches and, and it involved a dirt bike. And so I had a dirt bike pinata made. That's that everyone could, awesome. You did well. just like the dirt bike. Well done. You're going to be helping fun. me with my next party. I, I agree. To. Your I ideas agree. are amazing. <laughs> One of the gifts that they all the doctors took home were these, and I had them at the front door when they were leaving, red hats that said, I helped make Dr. Phil great again. <laughs> That's fantastic. They mm. loved them. They, the doctors and their wives loved them. They all took them. But the evening ended with a performance in the backyard. I brought in a bunch of cozy chairs and comforters and such for all of them. Amos Lee came and performed. He's one of my favorite artists, and Philip loves him too. And he actually came and performed as a treat for all of the guests. And it was it was a wonderful evening for a very sad <laughs> reason. <laughs> You really but, turned it around, though. I mean, that yes, just, those yes. are great ideas. How fun. Thank you. you must have had so much that fun. That pinata was filled with pill bottles. 
empty pill bottles. Of course, but it I was. filled them with M and M's, white M and M's that said "ouch" on them. That's oh outstanding. God. Such great attention to detail. About the little alcohol bottles of alcohol that you get like, mm-hmm. on the airplane. Hotel kind. Yeah, filled it with that, and then cigars. Fantastic! So fun. Who would Those doctors went after that pinata. <laughs> well, it was cause for celebration, and you certainly did the right one. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. So I think we will go from horrible accident talk to our game. We play a game, game on every podcast. I like a game. And we have a, even a prize for this one. <laughs> not, a, not a fan of losing here. <laughs> oh, wow. I suddenly feel really intimidated. Okay. Kristen, in 30 seconds, name every type of flower you can think of. Go. Peonies, dahlias, ranunculus, daisies, roses, garden roses, uh, lisianthus, um, uh, phalaenopsis, um, oh, getting hup- hung up on orchids, uh, tulips, uh, daffodils, uh, lilies, um, uh, hydrangea. Um, what am I missing? Um, Violets. You got got 13. Am I I'm not even going to try. She wins. You don't get the same one. Okay, good. Roses (laughs) was my answer. So (laughs) let's write 13 down for Kristen on her first question. Very good. Wow. There's a lot of ums, but I I did my best. I'm like scared right now. I'm not good at this stuff. (laughs) Okay, so you're going to do great. I feel feel this. Okay, so Adam, Mm -hmm. in 30 seconds. Name as many mixed cocktails as you can. Go. Margarita, Negroni, Salty Dog, uh, Jesus Christ, Old Fashioned. Uh, man, there's so many. Yeah, the uh, what we're drinking here, the uh, Cosmopolitan. Yeah, there's way too many. This is crazy. Uh, did I say Margarita? Um... The Moscow Mule is very popular these days. Um, man, the Manhattan. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many. It's seven. Hard. <laughs> seven? It was That's such embarrassing. It's like, where do you go, though? I mean, I get you. Where do you even go? There's so many. I know. Well, there's so it's many. also just weird. It's hard. It's all hard. We make all, like, all of our cocktails are their own thing. So I haven't. So you have to go. You have to go classic. I was if trying to right, think like, like classic that's cocktails. Going to, like the pink squirrel. Right? Yeah, and, and like <laughs> I, mean, I, I could have said daiquiri. I guess I didn't say that. Bloody or Mary. Because the thing is, you know, my time. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have. Now either. we're all thinking yeah. of them. Once the clock's <laughs> off, you know, it's easier. <laughs> I know. And Thirty I, seconds. Going. I normally thrive. You know? Okay, next one, Kristen. In thirty seconds, name as many types of cheese. Oh my. Gosh. Go. Uh, Fontina, Brie, Emmental, uh, uh, um, Parmesan, American, Swiss, Roquette, Borson. Um, so impressed. I'm so impressed. Um, so many that I'm missing. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, cheddar. String. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went there. Um <laughs> So many, uh, um, Havarti. She's I love good. that. She's <laughs> really good at this. I'm so impressed. I have not heard of 
half of those. You didn't think I was going to pull string out of my pocket, did you? I went there. Wow. <laughs> string cheese. Though. String cheese. Wow. Is that it's really man? great? I know. I'm it's supposed to be the I best bedtime snack. I think she got like 20 on that one. She got 11. 11? That's pretty good, right? That's okay. really good because I would have said cheddar, Parmesan, string. <laughs> I feel like you would have done better with this one, though, based I, on your background as a chef. I feel like I would hope I would do better on that one. I don't know if I would. Yeah, I feel like Cameras I should. and the lights are getting to me, you know? I know. I know. <laughs> okay, so, Adam, 30 seconds. Tops of wines. Go. Okay. Cabernet. Cabernet <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc. Pinot Gris. Uh, Sancerre. Uh, Rioja. There's, Jesus, Rosé. There's the, the great orange wines of the world now. Um there is sparkling wines like Champagne and Prosecco. There are, I mean, there's so many. Again, it's too hard. There's Grish. I thought that <laughs> yeah. was fire. I, that was impressive, I thought. Yeah. Okay. Now, guys, you have 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Who wants to go first? You're better at this. You want me to just get a, a best of one? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I think that's me. Oh, okay. Because she's going to do better, so I just... <laughs> okay. At least just a little bit of pressure on her might help a little bit. <laughs> okay, so in 10 seconds, movies with the word wedding in the title. Go. Oh, my best friend's wedding. Three weddings and a funeral, I think it is. Um, wedding Crashers. The Wedding Planner. J-Lo. Four. I got four. Did he need name four? That's all four of them, I I think. That was really good. I don't know that I could have done that. So, Kristen, in 10 seconds, songs with the word party in it. Go. Uh, Party Like It's 1999. Um, uh, Oh, gosh. Um, uh, Oh, my gosh. This is terrible. I don't know. It's harder when you go second. I think it is. I think it is. I think it is. I'm really sad. Can I just tell you that my youngest son just released his latest hit, performed it on Teen Choice Awards. We met at a party. I was hoping you would say it. So I, Rose is going to play it for you. I was just going to say I need to hear it. You've got to hear it. He's I'm right ready. now touring with the Jonas Brothers. He That's opens fantastic. for them. fantastic. Oh, wait, I know this song. Yeah. So, like I said, he opens for the Jonas Brothers, and they... They had just started a tour in Miami, and they had done maybe two or three nights of it and had to fly here, do this on a Sunday afternoon, and then fly out again. So, Yeah, this is yeah. the girl from Modern Family, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the song. I love it. It's super catchy. It's fantastic. It's such a great song. Uh, congrats to him. That's really Thank exciting. You. And congrats to you, okay, you because, you know... Thank you. you guys can it's retire deserved. now. I think so. <laughs> he's just a doll, and he's having a he's having a blast. We went to see him in New York last month. They were at Madison Square Garden for two nights, sold out. It was so great. Those Jonas Brothers are amazing. We had to wear earplugs because the crowd is so loud. The screaming, the yelping. Yeah. It doesn't matter what age the fans are for them. They all go crazy. Well, their range right now. They have such a range of fans, too, in terms they of age do. group. They're, they're, they're back on top mm-hmm. again. And yes, they are. Good it's on the them. nicest guys 
I went to a Harry Styles show once, really? and that was the loudest I have ever heard human beings get in my entire life. Yes, yes. I mean, he's amazing, but it, you really I've did. never heard anything like it. You really do have to wear earplugs. Now, I, of course, I took one out so I could actually hear what, you know, hear the words of the song because the earplugs really work. But the tone, the sound was unbelievable in these arenas when those boys perform. And there, they give it a hundred percent every every time. I bet that's an awesome show. I would I would love to check that out. That's gonna be fun. That's um, cool. So okay, who was our winner of our game, Kristen? <laughs> but it was close, right? I really failed you guys on the party question, though. I want to know some other party songs. Yeah, what are the other party I songs? I know there's got to be nine million. It's my but... party, and I'll cry if I want. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Saying my age, but I don't care. Mm -hmm. Get this party started. That's party all the time. Dead man's party. There are, there are Boingo, Boingo. That's a good one, too. It's Death yeah. of a Party, Party in the USA, Republican Ugh. Party Reptile, Party Rock Anthem, and Keep This Party Going. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want like to party. party is just cheating. Wow, quite a few. <laughs> and you know what? I've decided both of you are winners for playing that game. That was kind of hard. And here's the gift. We had one for the winner, but both of you are getting the gift. I've got a secret stainless steel water bottle. And if you'll notice, you've got the logo and you have the name on it. So aren't they precious? They're so cute. I love them. And for you listeners, you can go to our website, I've got a secret with robinmcgraw.com and purchase one of these for yourself. Oh, we both got but one? I've given both of you a gift. Oh, amazing. Because you were so oh, great to play. How cute is this? Thank you. Nice. We win. Yeah. Both winners. <laughs> I was I drinking my warm you. water out of mine today. <laughs> this is adorable. I love this. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you. This is the cutest. That was fun. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, unfortunately, this party has to come to an end, but I'm so sad. So sad about that. I could party all night with the both of you. Same. Same. Too. Thank you. It's been so much fun. It has been a fun one. This was fantastic. I so enjoy this. Thank you. I think that we should do it again sometime. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. I want to have a like a real party with lots of food and a lot more of these cosmopolitans. And grilled cheese. Yeah, we'll and hope. grilled cheese. <laughs> so I want to hear from you, Secret Squad. Subscribe and review this podcast if you liked what you heard. Did you know I upload video clips of my podcast every week to YouTube and Instagram? Go to youtube.com, I've Got a Secret Podcast. And as always, visit I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com to submit your secrets. I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye. <laughs>